Hello listeners, and welcome again to Fate's Rest. As always, I am your DM, Tex. Today we are going to be doing another one-on-one. With me, I have Nakopa. Please introduce yourself. Hello. Hi, um, I'm Nakova, or Nekova, really kind of just depends on you. Um, but I am here to play Callie, who you're about to meet. So... Buckle down and let's all have fun. Once again, we pull ourselves into the land of Terra. This time we are going to the south. Far south in the Argenti Seas is the archipelago, uh, the Silver Islands. We've come up to one such island that is mainly forest and with a small village and a set of ruins. Focus in and focus in, and we come across a small village. This small village at nighttime, and we are in a dream state. You failed. Skirted the responsibilities entrusted to unleashed a danger and threat into the entire world. For this, I cannot let you return to your life, and you must atone for your mistakes. Callie feels the goddess's power coursing through her as she delivers her judgment, and your entire body is racked with pain and aches it's generally the worst feeling you've ever felt in your life. As the sun rises the next morning, the goddess's words still ring through your ears as you wake up in the small room that you've become accustomed to the last couple of months. Yeah, so I, I lay there a moment just kind of letting the the echoes of the pain subside and you know coming to terms with the fact that that was a dream it didn't just happen uh, before getting up and, and stretching still kind of shaky and uncertain on my feet but it's a little bit better than yesterday um, look around the little room that I've been using the last couple of months and it's it's pretty bare just a bed and a desk and a couple of books that I've been working on and nothing not not too many in the way not too much in the way of personal items um, or decorations but it's it's become home uh, so I make my way down the stairs and start to prepare breakfast um still kind of unsure and clumsy but i managed not to drop any dishes this time so that's that's a plus mm-hmm. out in out through the window in the kitchen you'll see that the garden has been opened and the door is unlocked the old the old man who uh, took you in uh, tazul is up in the garden 
is working away. He seems to be tending to his tomato plants that have grown and hung over the edge of the fence. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's whistling away, just like any other day. Okay, seeing seeing that uh, Tazul is awake, I'm gonna go ahead and make him some breakfast too. Just I don't know, scrambled eggs and toast, nothing overly fancy. It probably tastes kind of bland because I really don't know what I'm doing in the kitchen. But um, you know, I've I've learned enough to not burn the basics. So I'll I'll make him a plate and got to bring it out to him. As you as you step out into the garden, Tazul. Is in. Because Tozul is an older older man. He has uh, he's kind of balding on top with long white hair circling the back of his his head. Uh, small, short, neatly kept beard, and he's wearing this kind of like leather strap around his eyes. Uh, wearing mm, simple simple robes, but they identify him as one of the village elders. And he seems I, uh, to drop to his uh, ankle and is rubbing his ankle. I realize that I never described uh, Callie for all of you guys. Uh, probably should have done that at the well, start. She's out in the sun right now. Perfect time to describe her. Yeah, I'll just drop it in right here. She steps out into the sunlight. Um, you know, it reveals a uh, a tall dark gray skinned tiefling she's a little over six foot tall with her horns um her horns are spirals that go straight up and her eyes are this deep royal purple color with with vertical slits for the pupils i know that tiefling normally don't really have any pupils but she does just barely like thin slits um and she has deep purple hair uh that she wears in two braids that come down to her middle back. Um, and these shiny royal purple dragon scales that can be seen sporadically on her s skin that kind of glint in the sun. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's her. And seeing Tizzle drop and grab his ankle, she'll quickly put the plates aside on just any surface that's nearby, maybe a crate or something, uh, and go over to him. And, and drop to her knees and just are are you are you alright? What's what's wrong? I I don't know, child. My my feet seem to be bothering me as of late and today is especially painful. Uh, and he kinda pulls up his the the cuff of his pant and is rubbing on his bare ankle. As you see, uh, his uh, feet and ankle, just just below the top of his ankle, has become be started to become crystalline in nature. Slowly starting to creep up his leg. Has it? Is it a different color than his skin? Uh, it's maybe a slightly lighter version of his skin, but it's still crystalline in nature, so it's kind of shiny. Which his skin color is a uh, olive brown, like a tannish brown. Okay. Um. Yeah. Seeing this, she will uh try to help him get to his feet, like try to try to pull him up, like mostly having him lean on her. 
um, and try to like lead him back toward the house or to the nearest place to sit. Like if there's a bench in the garden, maybe there. But, like get him somewhere off the ground, essentially. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a there's a bench in the garden right up against the wall there. You can easily pick him up. He's not a big guy, so you can easily get him over there and sit him down on the chair on the bench. Thank you. Thank you, my child. Do you... How, how long has this, has this been happening? This pain started... He thinks a moment and rubs his chin for a second, still rubbing with his leg crossed over his lap, still rubbing his ankle a little bit. About a week ago, kind of like looks over the the ankle again just not not just the pain this this here this uh crystal as he feels around the bottom of his foot is the the crystal this is i felt that it was only a callus and he feels it and he he, the even though he's wearing like this blindfold, you can tell his facial expressions kind of like go into this shocked type of uh, uh, motions and emotion. And he's like, "This wasn't like this 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 morning. It felt as if I just had a callus on my foot, on the bottom of my foot." I we should we should do something about this. Uh, perhaps I can. I can get a healer, or uh, I, I don't know, a, a cleric. What do you? The the village healer is is yes. Go get her. Uh, she, her name is Beatrice. Please bring her, bring her here. Beatrice, right? And she's she will... she's in that little house by the by the river, yes, right? Yes. Yes. You remove her. Uh, right. Of course. I'll. Um, Please don't, don't move too much. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. She'll leave mm-hmm. quickly to go find Beatrice. Yeah, and uh, I mean it doesn't take long. Beatrice, uh, you go get Beatrice. And, uh, hearing what, hearing about this little, uh, this little situation uh, you have there, uh, she immediately follows you back and is uh, checking out Dazzle. She says, "Well, how?" Listen here, you old coot. Why, why didn't you tell me about this sooner? And Tazul just kind of laughs a little bit and uh, uh, doesn't answer her very much. And as y'all are sitting there examining it, her, his it spreads up his leg a little bit. Now it's about maybe a quarter of the way up his ca- his calf. And uh, he kind of uh, isn't able to move his foot around anymore. And it looks like it has stiffened up. And he says, The the pain has has spread. I can't, I can't feel my foot anymore. Is, is there something wrong? Um... As, as a side note here, mm-hmm. uh, this is the first time my character has seen this, yes. right? 
Okay. I just wanted to make sure I hadn't seen it before or encountered it before. Um, she's just gonna, like, look at this and look at Beatrice and look back at him. Just, it seems to be spreading. Uh, is there anything you can you can do for him, Beatrice? And she thinks a moment. Well, I can, uh, I can try doing a remove curse. It may work. Um, I've never seen this before, so I, I don't know. Well, she casts a couple spells, and it, nothing really does anything. It kind of, it looks like it stops for a second when she casts remove curse a second time, but it slowly starts creeping ever so slightly. Centimeter by centimeter up his leg. We should, we should get him to a bed or something. It would, I would hate for him to, for anything to get, um, petrified at, at uh, in a position that would be easy to break before we can change it back. Um, Beatrice stands. Yes, yes, that sounds. Perfect. Look around the garden while I take him to to his room. See if there's anything that could have done this. It may be poison or or something of the like that got into the venom. Who knows? There's so much fey creatures in that forest. Mm. Beatrice. Beatrice isn't a small woman. She's older by by sure she's a lot older than Tazul but she's a large uh, a large dwarf woman so she 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 may be older but she doesn't uh, she doesn't look much older than him and she she easily just lifts Tazul up cradling it in her arms like a baby and carries him up the stairs which for most people would be a hilarious sight to see this old dwarven woman lifting a, a man twice her height into her arms like a baby. <laughs> and she walks out of sight. Okay, I would like to uh, investigate the garden pretty All right. and As you look around the garden, you'll see right close to the uh, the gate that leads out into the into the village proper into the next to the forest you'll see standing alone is a glowing crystalline tiger lily it is bright yellow or it is black with bright yellow glowing speckles all over it and it seems to just be emanating light as, as it sits there even early, um, this early in the day i'd like to uh pick it please mm-hmm. As you pick it, you hear this tiny little humming sound, and then the humming fades, and the tiger lily fades, its glow fades just slightly. Still glowing, just not as much. Gonna hold on to that and look around for anything else that might have caused this. Though, I have, I've got some pretty solid theories that this strange tiger lily is the culprit. Um... As you look around, as you look around, you will see standing just, uh, it looks like something was leaning on the edge of the fence, and you can see a couple of, uh, 
smaller handprints, kind of like a child's handprints. Uh, they look like they've been burnt into the edge, in the edge of the, the fence there, or the the picket fence there, and it kind of like like the fence is starting to decay a little bit right there. And uh, on the opposite side, right where those handprints are on the ground, you'll see a couple foot footprints, and they lead off into the forest. Okay, um, I would like to bring the flower into the house to Beatrice, um, but rather than bringing it into the room, mm -hmm. I would like to call her down and hand it to her downstairs. Yes. Um, just I I found this in the garden. I don't I don't know if it's the culprit or not, but it's something. It was glowing. Uh, there are some footprints. I'm going to going to see where those lead. Uh, Beatrice looks at the flower and says, "Yes, try to find what what has caused these footprints, and, and there may have been someone here. They may have poisoned him or cast a spell on him. And I have to know what causes the curse to to lift it. It doesn't." And she looks around. She kind of like rubs her face a little bit because she's slightly worried. Cause as one of the village elders, he's kind of, he's really important. And he says, I don't, I don't know if he has much, much time left. At the rate this is spreading, it'll cover, cover his whole body in a few hours. Well, then we both, we both better hurry, huh? Um. See what you can find out. I, I'll go see where those footprints lead. Mm -hmm. She will leave, go off to go follow some footprints. As 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 Callie leaves, Beatrice follows behind and then heads off into the village, uh, towards the council building. And, um, uh, Callie heads into the forest, following the footprints. We'll come across a bunch of decayed trees and. Uh, um, what looks like um, uh, fallen fey creatures. There's a few of the little tiny mushroom twig men and a couple of uh, uh, badger gnomes kind of uh, sitting around. They look like they've been rapidly aged all of a sudden because you've been in this forest, been around this forest your entire life and you know all of the creatures here and you know that they don't they don't age this like this and you know most of them they shouldn't they shouldn't look this way kind of follow follow the footprints and the tracks uh, of decay and age into a small clearing and in the center of this small clearing you see a a humanoid figure and it's not much larger than a child and it seems to have this like black blackish smokeish aura around it you can't really make out what it is and it kind of looks your direction and you see this large white smile on its face and it flies off into the sky. And where it was standing, 
you will find another tiger lily. Looking around at all the decay and, and destruction in the area, and at the tiger lily. There will be a moment where Callie, like, I guess, is almost stunned. It's like a, a moment of processing, right? It's like she just watches this creature go and looks around at all of this, this death and everything terrible and then kind of realize, realizes what this means and snaps out of it takes this tiger lily as well and uh goes back to the village as quickly as she can mm -hmm. as Callie um. approaches the village and approaches the garden you will, she will actually see uh, a large group of the villagers kind of gathered around outside of her intensible's house murmuring to themselves Um, yeah, she's just gonna press her way through. I mean, she lives here, after all. Uh, what are they gonna do? Stop no, her? They all, <laughs> they all kind of look at her, like, they're, they're sad faces. They, she's only been there with them in the village for a couple months. So, they're all, like, they kind of give her this, uh, we're sorry look, and, uh, uh, this warning look, but she doesn't really know most of their... Uh, they don't know if she knows most of them, so they're kind of like, Oh no, I'm sorry for this. And, and then she gets up to the door. Beatrice is standing there with uh, one of the other uh, councilmen, one of the other elders. And they kind of step aside and uh, let Callie pass into the doorway. And, uh, Beatrice says, See, he's, he's, well, we couldn't, couldn't do anything. He's waiting, wa waiting for you upstairs. She nods and just, I have reason to think it's a curse related to Faye. I, I saw a creature in the woods. I, it's probably best that you don't let anyone be exposed to that flower. Uh, like, goes to take the one from, from Beatrice as well and, like, stow it away. Yeah, she, I mean, so you, Beatrice kind of just hands you the flower and says, I don't. I don't think it'd be wise to throw away these flowers. I think they may be the key to keeping this curse from happening again. Well, maybe if I can collect enough and study them, but not on their own. On their own, any one of you could, I don't know how they choose who to affect, so just be careful. Okay. And she nods and steps out of the way. She will, uh, Callie will then go upstairs to see her friend. As she comes into Tezdul's room, uh, he'll be covered up to his waist in blankets and 
uh, you'll notice that they've removed his upper robe and the crystalline even though it hasn't been more than an hour this crystalline uh, this crystalline feature has kind of made its way up and it looks like it's encroaching around his neck and throat area any kind of uh, motions with his head I can I can hear you child come come closer she like takes a breath and then does as instructed moving closer to him and kneeling next to his bedside I know you've had difficult time of it these last couple of months and I'm sorry and he, he sighs a little bit go ahead and remove remove these rags from my face please there's there's nothing for you to be sorry about it it would have been a much more difficult time without you and she goes to remove the rags when, now, you've been with him for about two months. You've never seen his eyes. And you'll notice that his eyes are a faded grayish color, but they have this bright yellow glow about the center of them, and as if they, the, eye, their eye, the eyes themselves are of magic, of fey. And uh, he says, My eyes were always meant to see to see things as as they truly were and when I when I come across you that day in the, in the forest I knew and I also know that whatever is causing this is something that only you can stop I think I gathered that, but this is, I think this is because of me. And he kind of smiles softly and uh, uh, moves, moves his head over a little bit and says, do not, do not blame yourself, child. I I heard the goddess's words. She came to me. This was your chance. This is your chance at redemption. Do not do not let it go to waste. And as he speaks, the the crystal kind of creeps up the rest of the way over his face and goes down his hair and he is still She will uh, like hug him, even though he's hard and crystal now. I know they never were really like physically close before, but like in this moment, that's what felt right. Um, and she'll just, I, I won't. I swear I won't. As 
over the next few days, you've had they've they've given a a funeral, an old village funeral style for for Tizul. You've been researching in the council chambers and their library, uh, whatever you can find, trying to figure out anything about this curse. And you receive word from the mainland on one of the trade ships that comes into town. And uh, there has been a sighting of these flowers along the riverbed close to the city of Synthon. So she's going to make sure that the town knows about that area of decay outside of town and to avoid it. Like, she doesn't know if there's lingering magic there or not, but just to be careful. Mm -hmm. Um, to tell them to keep an eye out for these flowers and avoid them as well. Maybe, like, find a way to stow them or contain them if they see them pick popping up anywhere. Um, and then... From there, she will. Uh, she'll prepare to prepare to leave. Um, you know, going back to to her house and packing up what belongings she has, what gold she has to buy adventuring supplies. Uh, you know, taking a last look around the cabin that she she spent the last few months in. As as, the as she looks around the cabin, she'll notice the old Braille storybook that uh, was used to teach her how to read Braille. And that Tazul used to read all the time. And when you look at it, both in print and in Braille, on the front of it, it says Legends of Terra. She will, uh, she'll smile at this and decide to, to take it with her. Um, just kind of speaking mostly to herself. Just, I, I hope you don't mind that I, I borrow this for a little while. Just to, uh, have a piece of you with me. kind of um, moving about the rest of the cabin, you know, the, the garden where she <laughs> relearned how to walk and all the clumsy attempts at writing over on the desk and just kind of all these artifacts of her learning how to live in this place that she now has to turn her back on. And it's, it's more emotionally attached than she expected it to be. I guess that's the way of these sorts of things. Uh, so then, after gathering everything up and going off to buy herself some adventuring supplies, she uh, she sets off to go fulfill the task. Yeah. To go track down this creature and figure out what's happening with these flowers. And go out into the world, and off of her own little island for the first time in as long as she can remember, really. You, she easily is able to obtain the supplies she needs and the rations and equipment and book passage back to the mainland on the, uh, the trade, trade ship 
that came in from Fluvia. She makes her way to the city or the village of Symphony along the coastline of the southern province of Lacorum. As she, uh, as she makes her way into the village, uh, it seems oddly quiet. There's a few people milling about, but they don't seem to be. Uh, they don't seem to be of a happy sort. They don't seem to be typical villagers. They don't. There's not any upbeatness or uh, bustling and stuff like that. They seem to be just in mourning. And as she explores the town, in the center of the town, there is a well. And on top of this well, on the roof of this well, she finds another flower. And a man standing next to the well seems to flip a coin, throw it into the into the well there. And this man, he is uh, wearing hooded leathers. The skin that can be seen is this copperish tone. And when he turns and looks at Callie, his eyes are almost a copperish color with a large white pupil in the center. And then he smiles at her. His voice is smooth and inviting and as if he's trying to charm her. And he says, Hello, child, and what brings you to the this sad, sad town of Symphony today? Hi. I'm a researcher of sorts, uh, researching the strange appearance of these these flowers. Mm. Plucking the one from on top of the well. And uh, he says, uh, he says, oh, so you've come in search of answers. Of I can sense the magic from these flowers. Tis my opinion that they're the cause of the sadness in this town. And he points over to off to one side. There's a looks like an old stage, and there's a bit of shining on the stage. He says, "I think you might find not necessarily answers, but you may find a trail." kind of is quiet as he watches. Alright. Um, as she will bow her head in a little thank you and just keep following the trail. Like, go off that direction. As, as Callie approaches the, the stage... She'll notice that there it seems crowded for a small stage like this. And there seems to be roughly nine or ten people, some children, some adults, all standing perfectly still. And as she gets closer, they seem to be afflicted with this crystalline curse as well. As she looks back to look for the man that pointed his direction, only leaving him for 30 seconds, he's gone. As if he was never there. 
Okay, do I know of any, like, stories of fae or creatures that have eyes like that? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, is there anything peculiar I can see about these children? So the one thing that runs the same on all of these statues, and it was the same with Tazul, is that the color of their eyes is always a yellowish color. Uh, it's never... Now with Tazul's he was different because he was blind, so it was gray with the yellow center. But all of these, instead of having yellow or regular colored irises, all of their irises are the bright topaz yellow. That same fake color. Yes. Is there anyone here caring for the children? Uh, this town this seems to be a uh, this town seems to be roughly smaller than the village you came from, and there were the, while there is an orphanage, it seems deserted, and the children the children that are on stage. There's three of them. Two of them look practically identical, except for the fact that one's a boy and one's a girl. And the other one seems to be a lot older. And I'd say, looking at them, the two that are identical seem to be roughly five or six. And then the one that's a little bit older seems to be about 12. And they... Okay. I was just gonna... I was gonna ask anyone who might be here caring for the kids... Just if any other children without these eyes have been affected. Like if that's the connecting factor. So you're just going to grab someone random and talk to them? See if there's anyone there? Like whoever's here caring for them, yeah. Sitting at one end of the stage, there is a... Uh, looks to be a small... A small teenage girl. And she seems to be sweeping the stage and dusting off the statues and uh, every now and then she stops and looks at one of the older statues and sighs and continues down and takes care of them and she sees you up there at the stage and looking at all the the people she says uh, uh, hello uh, can can I help you with anything um yes this The sickness that they're that they're suffering from. Can you tell me more about it? A, a creature showed up. Not, not even a week ago, and uh, after it showed up, people started to get sick. And it started with the older, the older people, and they, the elders, and they changed into these statues and eventually it it turned the children who got sick into statues as well got my father as as one of them but it seems that the clerics that came to investigate they they took the the other people that may have been affected and took them out of the town. 
seem the cleric seemed wary of people with yellow eyes. Do has everyone that's been affected had the same eyes? Yes, this was this town is mainly of it's, it's mainly descendants of a single clan and they they all have a lot a majority of our town had had those yellow eyes and those seem to be the only ones affected by the sickness. She nods. Are there any other uh have you have you seen crystal tiger lilies around town? The the only one that I've seen is the one on top of the well. And when she points and looks towards the well, uh, uh, noticing it's not there anymore, uh, she'll be like, "There, there was a tiger lily there." Well, I I know that one. I picked it. Um. My research seems to show a connection between the sickness and those lilies, so just, if you see more, be sure to keep them away from anyone with yellow eyes, if you can. I, I can. The, I can, if you're looking to, to help, the, the clerics, they took, they took the people from the village to the next town up the river and uh, followed the river north and that's where you'll meet the next town. She nods. Uh, thank you. I'm I'm sorry for your loss, but I will I will see if there's a way to to help uh, even if I can't reverse what's already been done, at least stop it from spreading. She she nods and she she looks over at the uh, statue you, uh, Callie would assume to be her father and goes back to what she was doing about cleaning the statues and making sure they stay uh, safe. Mm -hmm. Callie will leave this town as well. Keep following the trail. And over the next course of uh, a few few weeks, uh, Callie will follow the river north. Just follow the North River and pass through a couple of small settlements and nomadic tribes. And as she goes, she collects seven more of the tiger lilies. And stopping at the large lake in the center of the continent. And find a clue about a sightings of a of some kind of shadowy-esque figure uh, causing uh, death and mayhem in the farmlands up in the northern province. And yeah, they, sure. direct, they direct Callie to the town of Liberum in the northern province. Alright. 
she will, uh, she'll keep following the trail, um, stopping to figure out information where she can, but, and trying to, it's kind of like trying to catch up to the creature, like, she knows that it's the creature doing this. She doesn't really know how it's doing this, but obviously those two things are connected. And it's just, it's a, it's just following the trail at this point. Just trying to catch up, trying to figure out what she can. Um, in her spare time, trying to figure out more properties about the flowers, yeah. but. And as, you know, she, as she does, as she does head, head north to the, the province along the river line here, uh, when you're stu- anytime she stops for the night and studies and works on studying the flowers, she'll find um, that the over over the time she figures out that they are a condensed fey magic that has uh, it has kind of sprouted and corrupted due to some unknown darkness that she still can't identify yet. It takes on the form of this speckled tiger lily. Okay, perfect. Makes her way into Libram and is wandering around the town looking for clues and happens upon the tavern where people are piling out of. And that is where we're going to stop. Wonderful. Thanks so much for uh, for listening, everybody. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fun. Callie and kind of giving you a peek into who she is and why she does what she does and I'm super excited to get to tell her your story if you uh, tune in. Oh yeah Sally's our sad girl she's (laughs) You mean Callie, you said Sally (laughs) I did say Sally. (laughs) Callie is our sad girl (laughs) That was a lot sadder than what I had imagined too (laughs) Alright Tune in again. <laughs>